0: welcome back to alliances heroes where heroes in business align to be part of our super community and find out more about alliances
1: visit www.alliances.com. now back to our super host david kogan founder of alliances that's right what an amazing day it's been we had on Seti Gershberg and Jay Tenenbaum with ScottsdaleREI.com. We also had on Robert Angel. You ready? The creator of Pictionary. And wait until you hear and listen to our next hero. And by the way, thank you for the feedback we continue to have when we had Richard Branson on. So make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. All right. I'm going to tell you one word, and when you hear that one word, you're going to think of many, many great, incredible things. You're going to think of wealth and knowledge, and that word is Forbes. Because you see here, we have Rich Karlgaard, the publisher of Forbes magazine, and also his latest book, which is Late Bloomers, and you could go to latebloomer.com to reach him. But before we get started in talking about the book, i got to ask you, Rich, how do you become the publisher of Forbes, which everybody in the world knows?
0: Well, you do it by way of entrepreneurship, because if you do it in the standard path, you get hired uh, at an early age, It takes you get old before you get... Uh, that opportunity, and Steve Forbes hired me in my middle 30s because I'd started, along with friends friend Silicon Valley's first business magazine, Upside. I was, a, I was the young man with the Macintosh and the laser printer and all that technology, and my friend was a loan officer at Silicon Valley Bank who was bored with his pace of promotion, and he said, let's be players in Silicon Valley. If we do a magazine, everybody will have to pay attention. So that's what we did.
1: That's awesome. So how did it come to be then to you creating and writing the book, Late Bloomer?
0: Well, I was a late bloomer myself. I was born and raised in North Dakota. I was a B student in high school, went to my local junior college. I was able to transfer to Stanford on something of a fluke. It was a much easier institution to get into in the 70s when I got in. I was a good enough runner that the coach wanted me on the cross-country team, even though I was not a top runner at scholarship level, but I could be somebody to fill in a spot. And, uh, but I was wholly unprepared for the increase in academic responsibility, and I, I retreated to the library rather than do my homework, and I got by with minimal effort, and I spent most of my time reading back issues of Sports Illustrated. Mm. And so at age 25, when all my roommates were off, doing amazing things. Law school, one was working on a secret project he couldn't talk about, which turned out to be the space shuttle program. I I could hold a job no greater than security guard, temp typist, and dishwasher, and that was me at 25. Wow. And it wasn't until I was 26 or 7 that through a temp typing job I got an opportunity to try my hand at technical writing and technical editing at a research institute, and it was the first time in my adult life that I took it seriously and it opened up a whole territory of my brain that I didn't even know existed, which was the thought processes of an engineer and scientist, process-based, logic-based. You know, in the family I grew up in, logic was, was like Egyptian. You know? I mean, it was such a foreign concept that, um, that it, you know, we, we just didn't look at the world that way where I grew up. So it all came together, and I was conscious of the fact that it came together. It was almost like I felt the seas parting so I've always been stuck with that idea that, that, that blooming was almost a physical sensation for me, and I thought, gosh, at some point in my life, maybe I can share this and inspire people. And I thought, now is the time, because now we put so much pressure on kids to be early bloomers in school and to get into elite colleges that we've created a lot of heartbreak, a lot of anxiety, depression, the suicide rate is up, we've created massive student debt, created college bribery scandals, the whole there's just so much dysfunction coming out of that early achievement pressure that I had to step up and say, now's the time.
1: You're right. Absolutely. And you know what else is blooming? Us at the Alliance's Hero Show, because you're listening to me, David Kogan, host of the Alliance's Hero Show, the only place where entrepreneurs align. And we have the publisher at Forbes, his book, Late Bloomers, which could be found at major book retailers and, of course, online. Make sure you go to Late Bloomers bloomer.com and again we'll have the link on our website at alliances.com that's e-l-i-a-n-c-e-s.com now talk to us about the parts of the brain because you know at what point do they develop i mean you know have we gotten now with society where we think that kids should be smarter than they are or where's it at
0: well i think i think this concept that that you have to be really good young or you're going to be a second-rate citizen or second-rate entrepreneur stems from the the two sure bets in the economy over the last 20 years have been uh, cutting-edge technology and high finance. So, in a nutshell, Silicon Valley and Wall Street. And basically, they're clubs, you know. uh, They're clubs kind of closed off, not totally closed off, but kind of closed off to anyone who didn't go to Ivy League schools, Stanford, MIT, Caltech, places like that. Not totally closed off, but it's just a longer, more you know, arduous route in to be able to get venture capital financing and and all that kind of stuff. And when you look at, you know, when you look at, you know, Jeff Bezos went to Princeton, Bill Gates went to Harvard, um, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were the outliers there. Um, Sergey Brin and Larry Page at Google were grad students at Stanford, and Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard. So they all scored 800 on their math SATs. With acceptance of jobs. So you look at this and you go, there's a pattern here. And, and this is leaked back into the culture, first in places like Silicon Valley. Now it's kind of spread everywhere. You see, it, you, know, you see it in Singapore, Hong Kong, you see it around the world that, my gosh, if this is what it takes to achieve success, then we've got we've to create a system that catapults these kids into the best chance to do that. But not all brains develop that way. And I you know I want to say to your entrepreneurial listeners even in technology this idea that only young can create these great tech companies is just patently false. They may be they may be better than older older uh, entrepreneurs that what Reed, hey, uh, Reed uh, Hoffman at LinkedIn calls blitz scaling. You know this idea that you're going to scale to the largest possible market in the shortest possible time. But Enterprise technology doesn't work that way. Here's Tom Siebel at age 66 with his company, C3, which is on the cutting edge of artificial intelligence and IoT. You have Dave Duffield starting Workday at age 64, now chairman, I think, it's 78. You have Diane Green, who has co-founded VMware back in her, in her 40s. It was, until January, the CEO of Google Cloud. Hmm. Well, all of those are enterprise. B2B actually favors more senior people, because selling a complex business piece of software or operation, is, uh, that's not an impulsive buy,
1: right. and oh.
0: uh, that's a different set of skills, the kind of skills that really come into their own in your 30s, 40s, and 50s.
1: Wow. Absolutely incredible. We've got a question actually from Seti and Jay yeah. at ScottsdaleREI.com. And one of the things that they want to know is, they're both uh, parents and that, is what is the best way for parents, uh, what should they be instilling in their children then now? What should they be doing now to help guide them be, and to be successful and some, some, you know, to be successful like you have been so successful in your career?
0: Well, I think we have to teach them or demonstrate to them perseverance. I think we have to teach or demonstrate to them unconditional love that we're there and active in their lives. I heard this kind of very sad story from my college one of my college roommates who is a clinical psychologist in Pasadena, California, you know, an affluent suburb of LA. and uh, um, my friend, the psychologist treats troubled teens, and he saw a teen that the parents thought was troubled because the kid had lost interest in school. Well, my friend quickly found out that the kid loved cars, and the parents didn't even know about this, but they knew the kid was hanging out with kids who didn't dress so well, and they didn't seem to come from the right side of the tracks, and they thought everything was wrong, because from the perspective of the dad, who was determined that the kid drop his interest in cars and get on with his studies that would get him into USC, you know, the kid was failing. Now, that's sad. If you really got to know your kid and really unconditionally loved your kid, you'd see that the kid was not destined to go to college right away, maybe later. And, you know, getting a job at a Lexus Service Center or going through a skilled trades program, so many, you know, educated middle class and professional class families are ashamed of the, if their kid goes, wants to be a, a HVAC expert. Right. And these are really great jobs, and it may suit their skills. And they may go to college later or the entrepreneurial bug might bite. And, and, uh, heck, you know, I like to say that my wife and I rent a condo in Indian Wells the week after Christmas every year, and we rent it from a plumber because the plumber, who lives in Newport Beach, (laughs) created a thriving plumbing firm. Wow. Wow.
1: That's awesome. Well, you know what? It is that. It's the secret is unconditional love. Well, Rich, you share important people saying important things, inspiring so many with all you do. That's a hero. Rich Karlgaard, publisher at Boards. Make sure you get his book, Late Bloomers. You can go to latebloomer.com. This is David Kogan with eLiances, the only place where entrepreneurs align.